0: Quit paying motherfuckers for girls, quit
1: paying motherfuckers for Powers, save your money, just out of the wheel. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of SA Speaks, the podcast for Discerning Minds. Today's topic is on marriage and whether it's relevant in today's society. Don't get me wrong, I've come to appreciate the institute of marriage for certain reasons but I'm so sceptical about the whole idea, I mean think about it, you have to live with someone for the rest of your life and that's scary for me, why can't people just have relationships but hey, that's just how I think about the subject. Today, we will be picking into the thoughts of Fifi Bright, a known 80s, egalitarian, a free thinker who also happens to be a clinical psychologist, social media influencer and a digital marketer. Man, like this guy is a big man, okay? I don't want to bore you too much, so let's have it. Um, hello everybody, um, I'm here with Fifi Bright. Uh, we are here to talk about sex before marriage, whether it's a menace or a necessity. Um, so I'll let Fifi Bright give me the Okay, same. cool. So um, I'm Fifi Bright, um, I'm an atheist,
0: um, an egalitarian, feminist, um, pro-LGBT, liberal, all that kind of stuff. Um, in connection to the topic today, I have the opinion that sex, before marriage. Like, I mean, I can't even expound on this too much, but it, it, it has to happen, unless of course for medical reasons or for other reasons best known to the two people in a relationship, I think that it's a must that couples or two parties who are looking forward to getting into a long-term relationship um, or ending up in marriage or anything of the sort, I mean that compatibility of knowing that you actually on the same level with someone when it comes to sexual intimacy is something you should know before the fact and not after the fact. So that's my position on it. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, that's
1: really also. interesting. Um so well, I didn't really do the honors. Um this is the host I'm Mousy and you're on SS Pix. So tennis Um this podcast is just to talk about anything and everything. But then we bring people who have opinions on certain things and we get to poke into their thoughts and know what they have to say on interesting topics like so um what are your thoughts on marriage in itself as an institution?
0: Okay, so I mean I think um speaking from the African perspective, more so the Ghanaian way of thinking. Um, marriage has become a must for, for almost every adult because we tend to think of it as the bedrock of society, right? So we think our society or the African society or more so the Guinea society um, is entrenched into marriage or is in existence as a result of marriage, you know? So we think good marriage brings forth good children and then they tend to become part of the society and then we get to move society forward in a certain direction, right? So, it's almost become inevitable for a young adult or an adult to not get married, you know? Um, I mean, that's a choice individuals can take, but, I mean, you and I both know that being Ghanaians and being in Ghana, marriage is something that is somewhat expected of all of us, you know, at a certain age. So, my thoughts on it is that, yes, I mean, if you want to marry, I mean, by all means, marry, find the love of your life, I mean, walk into the the sunset, holding hands, singing Kumbaya, all that (laughs) you know. But um, if you don't want to get married, and that's a personal decision, I also think that if you happen to be in a relationship with this mindset, it's best communicated to your partner, so they know the level that you're in, in terms of marriage, and if the two of you feel the same, why not? I mean, in the end, it's just about being happy and making the other person happy. But I am all for marriage. You know, I am all for marriage. Like,
1: okay, get married, have kids, whatever, and just be happy. Yeah. So, um, okay, for me, I don't think, I don't think marriage. I don't, I don't think generally marriage is <laughs> now, going to really. <laughs> now you're struggling with your words. you know, like, <laughs> no, no, no. Doing no, doing no, doing no. Doing so, so I don't think marriage really adds that much to your. Happiness long term because that's how I feel and think, okay. But I'm not really the expert on this subject subject matter, so um, for all those guys out there who don't know, Fifi Bright is a clinical psychologist, okay. So if you need help, call him. I mean, (laughs) by the way, we need
0: to also look at, uh, we need to also look at, um, okay, you know, for whatever opinion you have. You also need to look at the other aspect of it, right? So you just said that you don't think that marriage is, well, a way to happiness, right? Which mm-hmm. is fine. But the question I would rather want you to ask yourself is, can I think of the other side of
1: the coin? Is solitude the way to go, right? No, no, no. I'm not talking about solitude in the sense exactly. that you're just staying alone. I get that, I get yeah. that. What I'm trying to say is... No, What I'm um, trying to say is if you are if you are with someone you're in a relationship whatever it really is yes it makes sense at that point until it becomes marriage i feel like the perception people have and expectation people have of married couples in quotes is something else and when you get married you're just stuck with this person and this person can change anytime and it can be horrible for you right so i feel relationships should just be what they are relationships and they can memorable they can be awesome and it should just end there like that's it for me if it ends at a point and things don't go well you could just end it but when it's marriage it becomes a little bit difficult because then you end up having kids and all that i mean you have kids outside of marriage now you're saying no like i'm just saying i'm just saying you can have kids outside of marriage and you can really have arrangements that will make this work okay but if you are married you are really really stuck trust me like if you are married you are married but I think I mean, you can divorce, but it's horrible. But I kind of think you're looking at marriage in a very
0: negative perspective, right? Yes, I so am. So
1: saying <laughs> that if you're married, you're stuck. If you're married, you're, you're
0: stuck. You are stuck! No, but the thing is this. Okay, so even, even in a relationship, right, mm-hmm. you have certain levels of commitment to another person you, you agree to be in a relationship with, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say that if both of you agree to be monogamous, it's something you are stuck with. For the period that the relationship lasts right yes if you're in a relationship and you decide to let's say um have some sort of um decision in terms of career path or whatever because you have someone that you love or someone that you feel you are accountable to in those words at least you discuss with the person that may be so so and so and so right if you find yourself in a fixed let's say you have an accident or whatever you would hope and wish that this person that I am with would be there for me, right? Mm-hmm. So in a way, you are stuck with this person as well. Because the mutual agreements you both decided to be in. So it's really not that different than what you are, you know, you're just blowing everything up when it comes to marriage. <laughs> no, I feel, I feel like... You are stuck, stuck, stuck. It's the expectation. It's the not that makes you stuck. But that is why you get to communicate with your partner, right? You communicate with the person. So before you even got in the relationship, you know this person likes to eat a certain kind of food. You know this person has a certain kind of allergies. You know this person likes a certain kind of dressing. You you, you sort of know the person, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get to build on that knowledge of the person. You get it. Now, in that relationship, you're hoping to better yourself. That's number one. And then by that, better the other person. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So if you're able to do this together, and this is not a one-sided way of thinking. If you think like that's a relationship, and your partner thinks like
1: that's a relationship, I mean, what can go wrong? You get it. I mean, so, it, Yeah. That's an ideal way of looking at it. But I, I'm not sure you are going to end if you are going to take this tangent really. Okay, correct. So, um, to the next thing. Yes. So, um, cohabitating. Yes, cohabitating. What are your thoughts on cohabitating? And, do you think it would work in the Ghanaian setting? Okay. I personally think cohabitating is awesome. It gets okay. you to have the experience with a person to okay. live together and know what you are up for. Yeah. You know, you need to experience what you are for. I mean, if if you're going to buy a car, you know why you're buying a car. You know, <laughs> you, you you tend to take the first pain and you know, okay. yeah. Okay. So um, that's what I think. But what are your thoughts on it, and whether do you think it would work in the Ghanaian setting? Okay, so I mean. Cohabitation,
0: I think that in a relationship, it should be something we should encourage, right? Especially relationship that both partners seem to want it to go a bit further and possibly land into marriage and all that. Because, you know, dating someone is different from marrying someone. And the cohabitation part comes in, in our society, most of the time, comes in after the marriage. That is when you know when the person is using a toothpaste they press it from the center and not from the bottom and they take sugar a certain way and they don't put your water in the fridge and all that and it becomes a problem but if you get to know these things earlier by cohabitating whether it's for a month whether it's for a week whether it's for two months whether it's for three months at least you get over what people term the honeymoon phase do you get it because you can't be always happy jumping around but if you meet someone once every two weeks, that's the tendency because you're happy to meet them. Your hormones are high. You are horny. You want to have sex. You just see this person like a sex figure, you know. But if you live together for let's say a month, it's always not like that. You are not always horny. You are not every every day horny. Let let me shag. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So when you cohabitate, then you get to understand that okay, fine. This is who this person is. If there's anything to change you can discuss going forward. If there's anything to add up, maybe the person might do something a certain way that you might even need to learn something from that to better your life again. So for me, again, cohabitating is a must before marriage. I mean, why do all these religious organizations have what they call courtship, where they court and then even go for counseling and all that, right? It's to tell them that, look, dating and marriage, these are different. Do you get it? But why don't you actually let these people experience it for themselves? Do you get it? I mean, a woman or a man can be abusive, but that only happens when we are together for a certain period of time. Until so that happens, you never know. So again, I mean not to keep this too long, you get my point. I mean yes, yes I must. I okay. won't even encourage anybody to marry
1: another person until they cohabitate. At least for a month or two. Okay, but, but, but how would that work in the Ghanaian setting? Because most Ghanaians are very religious. Okay. And even in the traditional setting, yeah, um, people are not encouraged to cohabitate. Okay. Cohabitation is like it's like some haram, you That's know? True. So I don't how do you think this would work okay, in the Ghanaian? So how
0: setting? do I think it would work? You know, um, the Ghanaian society, most people don't seem to um, recognize this, but I think the Ghanaian society has changed over the years, right? Dynamism has 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 caught up to us right now what do i mean by that 10 20 years ago young women were marrying at the age of 18 19 20 when they were still living with their parents when they were heavily influenced by their families same as young men right now we are in 2019 and we would all bear witness the fact that we have a lot more um younger adults who are on their own Right, who are living on their own, who are mm. graduated from school, who are working—it goes for both men and women, you know—who are making life according to their own terms, who are not so much under the influence of their parents. I mean, there is some influence, but it's not as it was before. Do you get it? So you need to make—we need to make this work. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah, but how? Now, like, how? So basically, it's, it's, it's a conscious effort between two people that if this is. This is the direction we see our relationship. We need to, I mean, I'm not saying go and take your stuff and go and live with a woman or vice versa. But if let's say, out of the three months, you can spend, you, you, you can start with weekends, right? Every weekend, you go and stay with her or she can stay with you. And then maybe when she's on leave, she can come over to your place, help you with a little bit of, you know, stuff, whatever what it is. The two people should make a conscious effort of making this happen. Do you get it? Because now we have more liberties today than we did 10, 20 years ago. Do you get it? There are a lot of things now that are happening now that didn't
1: happen two decades ago. You know? Yeah, okay. I agree, I agree. Okay. But the thing is, the thing is, here's the thing. Okay, cool. Although lots of things are evolving. Yeah. Right? we, we don't see so many religious people okay. cohabitating like cohabitating mm-hmm. is like a big deal okay. for a lot of people i mean some people do it without knowing they are cohabitating of course, yes. I mean, but then most people just when they realize that oh this this is against my religious beliefs yeah. norms they just ditch it all together cool. and okay. i feel like is there a way to make this cool like <laughs> you know like because I, mean, I think i think personally. Um, this high school thing they do yes. how they prom. Yes. Prom is actually a social construct that they create. Of course. Right? So in high school you have sex at prom. By then you are past a certain age. You don't have sex at prom. You you get to do it. <laughs> that's not the intention of prom. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I know, I know, wrong. I know that's not the intention of prom But I prom written it's not, most, like, it's prom not prom a written, written, written rule that girl will probably have sex, you know. I know, I know, so but on. like most people are encouraged to wait until prom. Okay, okay. Cool. You you know, so right. in that sense you get to control people, mm-hmm. you know, to make it look like yeah. that is the, like, the cool time to cool, cool, start cool. these things. So how, how best can we make this a cool thing? Because for me, I know a lot of religious people who just, they drink, they smoke, they go to club, whatever. But then, cohabitating is just a no-brainer. Like <laughs> <laughs> Okay, cool. Yeah. So um,
0: to answer your question, right, I kind of think that if we, if we sort of, People cohabitating into the same construct as people drinking, smoking, whatever. We are just trying to sort of give them more reason to think this is bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. If we say, "Oh, cohabitating is," but you are drinking, you are smoking. In another, in other words, we're trying to say, "But you are doing all these bad, bad things. Why thing. don't you do yeah. this bad thing as well?" <laughs> yeah. So that's the wrong way to, I to mean, go about to it. go about it, in my opinion, right? What I'm saying is, what we need to introduce, probably start talking about it more openly start getting the religious leaders involved. Because we know in Ghana, religious leaders have sort of become de facto gods. That almost everything they say is what their congregants go by, right? So I think we can also introduce this subject, where we can get re- some, I mean, we have the new age Christians. I don't want to mention names of pastors, but we know them. You know, they, they push for certain kinds of ideas, which they make you look cool in the eyes of their congregants, you know? So I think we should look at it from that angle. And also we should start targeting the people we are targeting like people who are in relationships you know because look let's look at the divorce rates let's look at the the, the, the separation rates it's, it's it's astronomically high you know and if one of the things is that oh i didn't know you were like this before i married you if we could sort of help people understand that you need to know someone through and through and by that this is how we go about it i think that's and a way to push the idea, right? In any case, what what is the end goal? In any case, what's our end goal, right? Mm-hmm. Education is meant to give knowledge, to enlighten people, to see and think for themselves, right? Let's present the fact and say, look, a lot of people are ending up in in, in divorces, in bad relationship, because in the end they don't they did not really know who they were with. So if this is a way to Curb or cure that problem?
1: Why not? Okay, no. Wait, wait. Yeah. So, is it possible to like? This is just a thought. Sure, okay. sure, sure, sure. Is it possible to create like to have like this chill hotel where couples go to for like a month thing? No, but he... I feel like I feel like for the religious, it, it take a very long time, and I don't see this in quotes religious leaders okay buying into this okay okay like because this is like. I don't know. Like for most religious people, this is like the thing you just can't cohabitate. Okay. There are communities, even for instance, the Catholic Church. Okay, okay, they have lots of groups, they have yeah. courts and all. That. Yeah. You can't join these courts if you are cohabitating. Okay, cool. You know, like it's like a fixed rule. So for me, I feel like it has to be something very circular. Okay. It doesn't need to go to a religious side okay, at all. Okay, that's fine. But then it, it obviously has to give the religious people reasons. Like, okay. okay, you know what? This is why you need to do this, 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 and this, and this is the end game. Okay. So people are also scared of my mar- uh, of um pregnancies, for instance. Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> so you see,
0: there's a there's a thing, right? You you even help my argument, and that's what I'll say. People are afraid of pregnancies. If we don't teach them how they can avoid. Un- uh, unwanted pregnancies, how would they know? You know are trying to say. People are going to do things they're going to do. Nobody pushes for young, unmarried people to engage in premarital sex. But it mm-hmm. happens, right? All the time. All, all the time. All the Whether the time. they go under trees, or they go and find caves, or they go to sharks, it's happening. And on a very large scale, right? Now, everybody stands for something until there is new information we have a new pope who says do not persecute homosexuals popes don't say that you would ordinarily not have popes saying that you have the head of the papacy saying things that are contrary to the to what the the vatican establishment is for I believe you know that.
1: Yeah, I know he that. The I mean, person of Pope Francis. I mean, for him, he's exactly. like, he's off. Okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no but, I mean in a religious I'm just sense. Just trying to tell you, yeah. but then he's the head of a religious organization. Yeah, I understand. So, so it, that's all. Look, it, it could he could probably okay, People, okay. for me, yes. I, I, I have this conspiracy theory, right? That. It was actually an atheist who decided that, look, I'm going oh, to infiltrate these guys. So what?
0: Get to it, the took, talk. it took...
1: <laughs> the when, when did he decide
0: to become an atheist? Because it takes a long time to get to become the Pope. But anyway, all what I'm saying is, you know, matured minds are out there, right? We can't assume all religious people are stupid. It would be wrong for us to, 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 to say that. Mm-hmm. You put the information there. Those who are willing to let it digest, will let it digest, right? there are condoms in public people still think that using condoms doesn't really do anything others who think otherwise are also there do you know what i'm trying to say so that's what I'm anyway now back to whether you get a hotel it will still be the same thing because the mind is if they go there they're going to have sex and religious organization would 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 give a go to these things right now i also think putting couples in hotels and stuff like that actually defeats the purpose Because let's be honest, Mousy, you in your home, when you are comfortable scratching your balls, is not the same you in a five-star hotel. That's the truth. Mm Do you get it? The sort of things you do when you are in the comfort of your own home, you wouldn't do it in a five-star hotel. So it defeats the purpose. Now, look at it this way. A woman dates a man for two years, and then when they go to the honeymoon, she now gets to know the guy snores like a train, and she's upset. <laughs> you know, it's not so much as because they're having sex or whatever, but it's just yeah, what the you didn't know. The the things things, yeah. You need to know about the. Pet. I don't know why I snore until I'm told. <laughs> I mean, who snores knowing that I snore? I don't even know how I snore. I don't even care if I snore. What I care about is I've had a good sleep, and that's it, right? Until you, until then, you go and introduce somebody's daughter who doesn't probably has never even never heard of snoring in her life. And then you go. <laughs> no it's scary <laughs> you know yeah. so get these th- these are the problems it solves you know and then we know it's not so much as let's make it cool let us just put it. no, it's important that you get to know someone to a certain level to understand whether you are willing to go an extra mile with the person or otherwise yeah okay i mean i mean that's
1: great that's awesome <laughs> I don't even know what to add up to it. I mean, yeah, yeah. So so any final words, especially for the religious people? Because I think for the secular community, um, they really have a fair idea of these things. I
0: mean, um, I think for me, religious, non-religious, whatever, or however you identify yourself, right? The end goal is that you want to have a better relationship. You want the society to be better. So when an idea or some level of knowledge that is new to you, is presented to you, don't take a certain stance and say, because I am this, I don't do that, right? Just at least listen to that message, compare to your own personal experiences. If you've not had that experience, compare it to maybe you have friends. We live in a global community, right? So you can do all these comparisons and then decide for yourself. For all you know, if it's sex before marriage that you guys don't want because of certain religious, whatever it is, you can still find a way of cohabitating without necessarily having that sex. It's going to be difficult, but it's there. The end goal is that you need to be sure that whatever you decide to put yourself in, you are at least, if not hundred percent, ninety or eighty percent certain that is the right decision you're making
1: before going into it. So I mean, those are my final words, really. Yeah. Okay, so okay for me, I think, I think sometimes counseling in the church itself yeah. helps, uh, gives you a fair idea for other people have experienced. Because for me, I think it's just what they think. You need to know. Yeah. But sometimes you might not even experience any of these, of course, you might experience course, something course. else altogether. That's true. So but it, it helps, but it doesn't help long term because mm. you never really know what kind of thing the person will experience. That's true. So I think people should always and always be encouraged to experience other people fully before they commit to marriage. Because for me, I'm too scared of marriage like hell. Like no, honestly. yeah, but yeah that's, like, because, <laughs> that's I'm not too sure, and why? So uncertainty is what is your fear? Yes, and I feel like I I would feel bad if I commit to something uh and later on back down. Okay, you know, long term, maybe like we've been going out for like we've been married for like ten years, and then one day I'm like, you know what? Yeah, shit, like I'm tired of you. I think I think that discussion will be for another
0: day, (laughs) but I get where you're coming from, yeah, and we'll we'll (laughs) talk about it. But, I mean, I don't, I don't think there should be fear. I don't, I don't think there should be fear. I mean, I think you marriage know? is hard, like... But everything, of, but everything is hard. Yeah, what I mean, every hard? good thing is hard. Exactly! Like, I mean... <laughs> There's some level of work that you put in everything you do. You understand? Before you put this podcast together, it took you some effort to get me here. Because you are committed to getting it done, you made it happen. Why wouldn't you expand this into all other facets of your life? Why should marriage be difficult? Why should you be a good person and welcoming someone else who is good in your life so that both of you can better your lives? Why is this difficult?
1: What is what about this? Okay. Thank you very much, <laughs> Fifi Brights, for coming on. so uh um, I'm hoping to have you on this podcast. Josh, Josh, again. I mean, anytime you call um, me, yeah. I'll, I'll make myself available. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> thank you very much. So thank you guys so much for listening and that was Fifi Brights. Um I didn't talk too much on this podcast. I just wanted to know his opinion. But for me, I just feel like over time, I've seen a lot of my friends complain about their marriages and about how horrible it is. Sometimes they pretend long term, and then later on, they just tell me like, do this shit, you know. So um, I mean, that's why I have these opinions, but I just want to poke 50 guys' mind on this, and I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, see you guys in the next podcast. Chills.